Hi, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Victory Road, where you get to see the greatest of celebrities and real people right here telling their victory stories. And I always like to open up with Isaiah 35, verse 8 through 10. It talks about a highway of holiness, that only the pure and the holy and the righteous are able to walk on this. And when you're in the middle of your Victory Road, when you're walking on this holy path, great things happen miracles happen, surprises and blessings happen. So let's just take a look, come on in and listen to our fabulous, wonderful guest and their next victory story. You're gonna be blessed. Victory Road. Everybody has a story to tell. How you got to heaven when you came from Hi, and welcome back to another fabulous Victory Road. Today, I have another beautiful, exciting guest. She is known across the world as an advocate for abused women, and she speaks out and helping so many women, young ladies, girls, women across the world, and uh, really doing a lot and a world shaker. And um, she's also a published author, which I'll let her tell you about. And what she is doing also in, in every corner of her life is just bringing awareness because so many women are walking around with their heads in the cloud or their heads stuck in the dirt. They have no idea what's going on. And she's gonna help guide you through the red flags and how to get through uh, and out of your abusive situation. And so this incredible lady, everyone found her story so exciting, was post, first posted in the LA uh, Times, wasn't it? LA Times podcast. And uh, it was such an intense, true story um, because she lived in, partly lives in Newport, California right now, um, that Bravo picked it up and it became a mini-series. And I'm sure you've heard of it, if not seen it by now. She is a survivor from the Dirty John TV series and has been interviewed by, has been on so many shows from, from Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, I mean, Oprah Winfrey, Oxygen Network. She has been interviewed by everybody in the world. And I said, well, at least we get you last. <laughs> at least you saved the best for last here. So help me welcome, please, the incredible one and only survivor and world shaker, Deborah Newell. Deborah, thank you for joining us, sister. You're you so welcome. You have quite a story to tell. And I'm gonna just jump right into it. So you're a California girl, right? I am. Yes. You were born and raised? I was born and raised in Orange County. In Orange California. County. California, yes. Okay. And <clears throat> so your whole life you've been the California girl. Yes. Okay. And so basically when and where did you run into this? How did this character, well, let's go back. So your whole life, because talk, you know, we're talking about life choices here. And we also were talking about how sometimes our pickers are off. You know, we've all been there. Growing up, 
Um, would you say that your picker was off in choosing relationships, or was it pretty right on it until you met this quote-unquote dirty John? I think my picker's always been off. Okay. I was raised by two fabulous parents. Okay. And so I thought all men were great. And obviously, I walk into a situation uh, and think the best. Right. And I've learned my lesson several times because of coming from such a fabulous family, a great dad, yeah. that I thought all men were good. And so I go in with the attitude that they're all great. And I would see signs of, you know, that some, what right. there were red flags. Right. And I would realize I could either change them or ignore them. So I would ignore a lot of the red flags. You're so used to having a great loving father right. that's such a protector that you never right. dream of a bad boy coming at you or, you know. Well, I think a lot of people also think that because whoever you pick is because you had a bad dad or something. Right. So you're picking, you know, the same type of guy. I don't agree with that. I don't either. I think that you can meet you can be raised in yeah. this wonderful yeah. uh, family and have a bad picker because you don't know any differently. Because, yeah, you're kind of innocent, right. almost naive about it because you're not used to seeing or anybody with an agenda. Exactly. Because your dad didn't have one. Right. My father didn't have one. Right. He treated my mother like mm -hmm. a little queen. So did mine. And so yeah. that's a really good point yeah. right there. Yeah. So you have been very, very successful. She has had this incredible multi-million dollar, very successful uh, home decor business mm -hmm. called? I have, um, well, one of them I sold to my daughter that I had okay. for 35 years, and that is Ambrosia Interior Design. Okay. That is now AI, she's taken over. So your daughter, Nicole, has taken that over? Yes. Okay. And that was in Southern California. Okay. And I went out to Vegas when everything was going on. Right. I decided to move to Vegas. Okay. And I ended up starting, well, for tax reasons, number one. <laughs> yep. But I decided That's to, great. Yeah. No taxes in Vegas. Right. But I decided to open up a store, and it's called Ambrosia Home. Okay. And it is... Town Square, right off the strip. It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. Good. Where we sell, obviously, furniture, accessories, and our interior design services. So if you're in Vegas, you got to stop by yeah. and see it. So fast forward. Here's this beautiful, successful businesswoman, mother of three. And a son. So three girls, one boy. Oh, yeah, boy. four. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. I keep forgetting. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so you have four children. Mm -hmm. And um, how long were you actually um, the single mom before you met the Dirty John? Well, obviously, I had been married in the past. Okay. Uh, but this time around, I had been single for, I'm going to say, four, about four years. And they were raised at this point. So yeah. they were grown when you met this fellow John that yes. came into your yeah. life. Yeah. Which is a very good thing. Right. It would have been even right. more, if yeah. it could be more horrific, if they were right. little children affected by all of this. Definitely. It was yeah. bad enough as it is. So mm -hmm. you were on, what, a dating site, right? Yes, I was. Okay. There had been many, I don't know if you know, if you've ever been on one, but you get all these hits, all these likes. 
And so I sifted through, I think it was 80, 90 guys. And I think I picked out like five that looked normal. <laughs> you get everything. Yep. Uh, and so I thought, well, okay, I'll try it. Um, it. I was at a point in my life where the kids were raised. I was very successful in my, in my career. And I was going home to an empty home. I had felt like, okay, there's a lot more to life than just coming home every night. Yeah, and you to had an to be lonely. Home. Right. So um, the first date, he ended up looking so different than his picture. I think his picture, he was probably 10 years younger, 50 pounds lighter. Yeah, probably really fit. Right. Yeah. In the picture, I had to take a double take to make sure it was him. Anyway, they all went somewhat that way to mm. where I was very bored, thought, oh, I'm not going to do this. This just doesn't work. And so I was about ready to quit at that point. And all of a sudden, there's John. And I thought, hmm, well, I like that he loves animals because I'm an animal lover. Yep. And he was with his dog. Then he had his kids. And I thought, wow, a, a family lot man. In yeah, I liked that he had kids. And now, then, did he live in Newport as well? At that supposedly, time? he said he lived in Newport, oh, which okay. he did not. Sorry. And I'm... also in Palm Desert. Okay. So, and then he was in the medical field. So I thought, okay, he's, and he was fairly nice looking. So I thought, well, so far he, you know, he check, checks check off check. all the boxes. Good looking doctor. Yeah. Yep. With kids, loves mm -hmm. dogs. Sounds perfect. Yeah. Except. Well, and then he said he went to my church. Oh, so he so had that, that was a big zinger. Yes, for all of yeah, us. Right. Yeah. Um, and he said the priest, which I knew right then. I thought, hmm, priest. Hmm. Well, it's a pastor, but so he had so, a little different dialogue. Yes. But you kind of excused it because he had all the other great qualities. Right. Okay. Right. Which we tend to do a lot. We yes. women excuse a lot of things. Yes. And so I thought I'll give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. So, anyway, we talked for about a week on the phone almost every night and everything that he asked. I liked that he was interested uh, because that wasn't happening on the dates. It was all about them. And so I felt the dialogue mm -hmm. went back and forth. Anyway, what ended up happening was I w went out on a date with him. He shows up in sort of khaki shorts, uh, tennis shoes, and a dress shirt. And I, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty easy. <laughs> but you're thinking, that's kind of <laughs> odd. A doctor, you're a newborn, yeah. you know, coming up. Yeah. And you were all dressed up. I'm remembering I was all the series. Up. I watched yeah. every one of the miniseries. It's incredible. And you were all dressed to the nines looking Yeah, Ms. He wasn't Model. quite that sloppy. He didn't look as bad online. as that guy. But he was in shorts. Okay. Um, but, well, okay. You know, we yeah. are by the beach. Yeah, he was beachy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we ended up um, going, and I lived right by Houston's. So we walked over to Houston's and sat and had talked three, four hours. And Which he had a big. lot of questions for me. Uh, he wanted to know all about my business. Uh, basically, there were so many questions that that can be a red flag. Too many questions. Yes. Keep that under your hat. Yeah. It's, there, it goes, it's a borderline from being inquisitive, really yes. interested in your life. Right. I want to get to know you right. to 
whoa, what right. are you all about? How much mm -hmm. do you own? You know, yeah, that's a big red flag. Right. I'm gonna hold it right there. We're gonna stop a moment. We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna show you a clip from the trailer of the incredible TV series and documentary. I think it's an eight part miniseries, which yes. I recorded it and watched it. And this is a short trailer, a clip of this intense story, this true story of what this beautiful woman and her family went through with John Meehan and uh, better known as Dirty John. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 911. We just heard a screaming. Do you see the blood? Yes. I'm not really sure what happened. It's really bad. I understand. We have officers on the way. I have three friends who have met their husbands online. I'm Deborah. I'm John. Hey. You look gorgeous. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> John makes me feel so special. He gives me so much. There's something up with my mom's new boyfriend. Hey, what's in the safe, kiddo? If he's really a bad guy and not just a jerk, mom will see it. Mm-hmm. But what if she doesn't see it? We're having a good time, and I just don't want it to end. I think he's living there with her. John? What the police say, I mean, do they know her? No. But do you? Is that supposed to be cute? Don't talk to you about John. He is not a perfect person. But he loves me. He's very good at lying. Are you looking in there? How dare you? Are you watching me? Maybe they don't know who he really is. Threats, harassment, intimidation. They all say that it's you. What kind of a person does that? You're gonna find out what I am. You should enjoy the time left. That's what's gonna come down to. Only you know if you're really ready for what might happen. What do you mean, what might happen? Whatever happens between us. Remember, I love you. Wow, what you just saw is just a peek at what this beautiful young woman has gone through in her life and what she had to do to protect herself, her children, and pets. And um, I really, there's so much that she experienced and you just have to watch the series. They can find the series on Netflix and, and what are the other areas that they can see it? Is it on Amazon as well? Well, it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it was worldwide, yeah. now it's nationwide. Okay, great. You have to watch it. And also, you, you it's all in your book, right? It's gonna be in my book coming out, yes. And the title of your book? Well, we're we're not sure yet. Okay, so yeah. when will we be able uh, it's to... It's being published, but they're running different names. Okay, how can they follow you? On Instagram, Facebook? Uh, Instagram and Facebook okay. under Deborah Ambrose Newell. 
I'm, I'm just amazed that it's just totally God's protection over you and your family, mm -hmm. literally. Right. Because this is not a coincidence that you're still mm -hmm. sitting here mm -hmm. because God is using you as a mouthpiece to the entire world. Yeah. I mean, and and you just took an interesting meeting with the mayor of, uh, you had a, a mayor's meeting, right, we in did. LA? Yes, if you watch the series, 80% of it is accurate, but a few things. I went into hiding for eight months Okay. and went to four police stations. So there was a lot of things that I did that I learned through the process that you have to do to protect yourself and others for that matter. What happened when you went to the police for help? The fact is, is because he hadn't touched me and hadn't directly threatened me, they couldn't do a thing. I couldn't even get a restraining order. There are four women a day that are murdered in the United States alone by this behavior. Um, what it is, is there's a lot of different traits, but one is they're love bombing you. Love bombing. Mm-hmm. And so they pull you in, and you don't see it happening. Mm -hmm. Other people may around you, but you don't. And what is love bombing? Love bombing is they say everything and do everything right. They're, I don't know if you watch the series or if you're going to, but they're bringing you coffee or they're bringing you breakfast in bed. Mm -hmm. Bringing Just, your shoes, they're your doing everything, buying you the right, right things, right. wanting to take you on trips, which right. is wonderful. Who right. would not like all of that? Uh, their intention is to control you. So they have an agenda. Yes, there's an agenda. And then the next step is they start doing things like they're isolating you from your family, isolating from your friends. And you don't they see want, it? You don't, you you don't, don't realize? Really, you didn't well, get it like, happens well, happens so slowly. Yeah, it's really subtle, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And you have to remember, we're going off to work all day long or whatever we do. Yeah. And we're coming home and going to enjoy this person. Well, they are literally planning every move, every word that they're going to say to you. Um, so when you come home, they've studied you. They've studied your background. They've studied what makes you tick. So you're walking in thinking, oh, I'm going to have a wonderful evening. And they have figured out what they're doing to control you mm. and your life. So he would take over my uh, accounts. Uh, he asked for my password so he could figure things out. And uh, all is because they just want to do it for you, right? Yeah, oh, yes. That's a biggie. Oh, right. I'm doing this just for I'm you. Trying I'm help trying you. to help you. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Right. And, and uh, of course, that sounds wonderful. Yes, please help. Right. Right? Um, some of the things that he did were crazy. And at the time, you don't realize there was a woman that broke into the home and was sitting there drinking Ovaltine. And we Scary. walk in after going to church, <laughs> and there's this woman staring at the ocean and drinking her Ovaltine. He ran up, slammed her on the counter, told me to go outside, call the police. I literally went outside, called the police. Well, this was, the way we look at this, this was a setup to get cameras in my house. <gasps> oh, I've got the gooseies. So you did not know there were cameras, or did he just tell you, oh, honey, I'm doing this for your security to oh, keep you safe? Oh, he said he was doing it for my security. So he actually did it to watch you. Right. But I started catching on and didn't want to say anything. Uh, so what he didn't realize is I could put those cameras on my phone. 
so it backfired on him. Yes, you're but, pretty sharp for a blonde girl. Let me tell you, he messed <laughs> with the you. wrong person. He did. God gave you <laughs> the that wrong wisdom. family. The wrong yeah. family. The wrong. So there was a turning point where you actually said, "Enough is enough." You got smart. Mm -hmm. You saw the cameras. One thing is, I started changing my passwords. Um, I started having him take the car that I had a tracker on. Oh, yes. you put a tracker on his car. Mm -hmm. Well, Jacqueline did. Mm -hmm. But that way I could know where he was, what he was doing, so on. I had to I had to play the game. I had to keep an eye on him. Yes. But he thought he was watching you. Yes. But all the yes. while. Mm -hmm. So how long did it actually take you before you did the final break? I was almost ready to leave. And I just pulled out, I think it was $30,000 because I was taking all my money out of my accounts. And when I get a paycheck, I wouldn't put it in the bank. I cash it and put it in a safety deposit box. Smart. So that he didn't know the money that was coming in. Very smart. And what happened was he had been tracking uh, some of my accounts. And he confronted me and he said, what's going on? And I didn't have an answer. I remember grabbing a suitcase as fast as I could, mm. throwing whatever I could in there, and running out the door for my life. And he actually looked at me and he said, hit me, hit me, because if you hit me, you will never get up. And I said, just move away, move away from me and let me go. And I went so quickly to my daughter Jacqueline's house. I put him up in a home that needed to be fixed. Yeah. And we went into hiding. And I was in hiding eight months. Wow. So after eight months, then you decided to, the roles reversed and things happened and rapidly. Mm -hmm. And I really want you, I'm gonna leave you as a cliffhanger. You've gotta purchase her book and actually go to Netflix to see the rest of the story because it's pretty intense. I don't wanna blow it up right now, but it's really intense how she finally got free from this dirty John and uh, it's amazing, amazing. Wow, what you have gone through is just incredible. And first of all, I wanna say on behalf of all of us at Victory Road, we're very sorry that you've had to go through this. Thank you. But now what you're doing to pay it forward and help others is a victory story. Now, I understand that you're working with a famous criminal a profiler, you said, yes. Laura Richards. Yes, Laura Richards. Um, a light went on because at first there's a lot of victim blaming and and I I know who I am yeah. it, it didn't it got to me at first because I thought how could these people be go be doing this and she is the one that turned a light on she did. and made me understand what I went through and so we hooked up and we're trying to pass laws I'm working with another lawyer that's fabulous uh, we think that we're going to get a law passed here in California, and we're real excited about that. On for her, you. On what you're doing. Control. I'm trying. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So, so you, God has hooked you up with a great team. Great team. Got yeah. great advisors, great yeah. lawyers. Yeah. So God does have a way of making beauty out of ashes. Yeah. He turns everything beautiful. Mm -hmm. This Laura Richards is obviously, I mean, she has just done so many incredible profile cases. Mm -hmm. For instance, like John Bonet. Uh, the 
nightmare that happened there mm -hmm. in the case, I guess, out of Florida, uh, Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. um, she's worked on so many intense cases, so it's really good that God has connected you with this incredible profiler. Wow, you've got a great uh, a dream team around you, I think. I sure do. The wisest advice that you could give um, other than what you're doing. Anything else that you want to tell the young girls or women uh, other than make your plan of escape? If you're in it, keep people in your life. Let them document anything. Yes. Um, anything that you can think of because you can't just walk away. It's not that simple. And what you're doing now to help others and Thank other you. women to be aware. You don't have to stay in this trap forever. There is a way of escape. Yeah. And, and God can make a way, mm -hmm. right? You're proof. Yeah. I would love for you to follow her, purchase her book when it comes out, and pray for her because what mm -hmm. she's doing to help others across the world mm -hmm. is incredible. And I really feel that, again, listen to your, if, if you're seeing someone that your best friends who know you so well and mm -hmm. your family mm -hmm. that knows you more, mm -hmm. if they are saying something's not right there, don't just be quick mm -hmm. to defend that. Listen, mm -hmm. because like she's saying, yeah. they're going to try to isolate you and cut you off from them. Mm -hmm. And um, just be aware, be aware. And thank you for making us aware. And I pray that that law mm -hmm. is passed. Yes. And that, and I both. yes, mm -hmm. that no more women or men as well. I've heard that there's older men mm -hmm. that have married younger women and the younger women have ended up abusing them and using them, cleaning out their bank accounts. Mm -hmm. So um, I just pray that God makes everyone full of discernment and wisdom and learn from this girl's story. We thank you for thank who you, you are. Mm -hmm. God bless you, sister. Keep shining. Oh, Keep you. doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. God bless you in everything that you do. Thank you so much. And I appreciate thank you. that. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, we pray that you find your way back to your victory road. God bless. like to bring every episode to a close with our fabulous Victory Road RSVP prayer. And God told me a while back that if you want to be guaranteed a seat in heaven, like any event here on earth, you have to RSVP to any place special. Even every wedding, you know, uh, special restaurants, banquets, dinners, you have to RSVP or your name's not written on the guest list and there's no reserved seat and you just don't get in. So if you're not sure that your name is in God's big book in heaven, just say a prayer with me. Let's call God and RSVP your invite to heaven right now. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you a sinner. 
and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. As I forgive all those who sin against me, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, who died for me and arose for me so that I can spend eternity with you. Please put my name in your book and reserve me a seat as I follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd sure love to hear from you. You'll see the info on the screen, leebenton.org. Contact us, let us know what you think of the show, and we really, really appreciate your support. Any donations at all that you can send, you see the information on the screen to help us keep this wonderful show on the air and spreading the good news and victory stories across the world. Thank you and God bless you.